take a seat in your comfiest chair. Pour yourself... Is that a bird? far-off city of White Hill, dead in the center of the Thirty Moon Crater, a place of sand and stone, there lived a sad orcish boy some time ago. Nobody ever knew why the boy, named Tybalt Polliver, was sad, but he had always been, and nothing anyone could ever do would cheer him up. His family would try to make him happier, spending their long-saved coppers to try to get him to smile, but he never did. And when they finally spent the last of their money on him, they sank into deep poverty. And when the hard times came, they had nowhere to turn. So he watched, growing sadder and sadder every day, as his friends and family and everyone he knew passed away, one by one, to fire and famine and fatigue. Until finally, Tybalt Polliver was alone. And now alone, for the first time, he smiled because his sadness grew too great to bear. It had been 15 years since then, and he never stopped smiling. He got drafted by the wrong side of the army a couple times, bounced between prisons until he ended up on the deeply wrong side of a particularly powerful man, and was given a life sentence in the prison at the edge of the world. It was there that he saw the face of death closer than he ever had before, in the eyes of Anglianne, the warden's daughter, as she tore his bones from his skin and bound Tybalt to her as a bone elemental. He stood at the edge of the dock, now flanked by the toughest of the gnomes, waiting to strike down the crew of the How Am I Feeling as soon as they stepped off their ship. And now, flesh torn from his skull and stuck with a horrible lot in life, he couldn't help but smile. So at least that hadn't changed. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your Dungeon Master. Damn. Didn't realize hey, that Ben, can I pitch something a... weird to you right now and elaborate That's on it later? Yeah, please. Um, all half works are essentially asexual. Great, what? nice. So very few relationships among half works. It would definitely be like a unusual Romeo Juliet kind of scenario. Awesome. I dig oh, that. just in are you in, in this love? in this world? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was like, what? Is, this is a detail that I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that about <laughs> no, half works. This is not a D and D canon. It's in the canon. Canon. Yeah. guide. Uh huh. <laughs>
It's, it's like the very first sentence in the DM guide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Wait, Tybalt Pulliver, all, all orcs are asexual. <laughs> the use of this guide is to determine... You open the book like, I'm so happy for the DM guide. <laughs> Actually, that's not from the DM's guide. That's a direct Gary Gygax quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. All praise. Uh, Hail and be merry. On his deathbed. So, Tybalt Polliver oh, stands at the are. end of this pier. Uh, and on the pier, there are seven gnomes that uh, all are armed with billy clubs uh, and looking at your ship furiously. Though it seems like they at least have the uh, good graces to stand on the pier and wait for you to uh, disembark your ship to get on the peer and fight them like, you know, civilized gnomes. So we start with Flaxen. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> I turn to Virgil and I say, uh, what, what do we do? Huh? Well, uh, looks like we got ourselves into a pickle. Uh, Maybe we uh, should crash our ship into him. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. No, I don't think no. that's a great idea, Virgil. Look, look, I'm just spitballing here. I mean, do we fight him or should we just leave? Is there even a trial to be had? Uh, the dockmaster, well, quartermaster now, uh, she turns over towards you and says, we are out of stardust we burnt it all getting the the time here we made pretty good time too so we have like two and a half days if we can dock here but uh we are out of dust if we want to leave then i guess we have no choice yeah i think we gotta just look real imposing maybe they try to intimidate them them off i hope they don't try to fight us are they full-size gnomes what does that mean these are king-sized gnomes. Fun size. I really prefer the fun-sized ones. The family really, size. Really, you monster. Uh, the uh, they're, they're full-sized gnomes. Yes. What does they that are. mean? Like they are a normal gnome size, size or they're like, like a full human-sized yeah. gnome? Yeah, they're like, they're full, like three they're maybe like three and a half feet tall. They're pretty okay. big gnomes, I guess. They look they look like uh, folks that would be hired as important security guards. Uh, how how many of them are there? Fighting seven. detail. There are seven on the pier. Seven. Any of you gnomes speak common? Gnome, 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 gnome. They shout back in fury. I put my arms up, my hands up, like uh, I'm trying to indicate that I don't want to fight them. All right. And, Make uh, me a persuasion ha- check. Okay. That's a 21. As you put your hands up, the orcish skeleton Tybalt at the far end of the pier walks closer towards you uh, and shouts, That's a wise move. We're going to take your ship and we're going to take you all into custody. Lay down your arms and no one has to get hurt and your ship... 
at this, he looks at your ship, which is absolutely shredded. Uh, the lower decks were destroyed by Avalon, uh, and then the upper oh, decks right. were also destroyed mm. by Avalon. Uh, so your deck, your ship is kind of <laughs> sitting a little lower in the God water than usual. Um, and the ship itself has grown a little loopy over the past couple days as it uh, is a little bit beat up. So you're uh, at the figurehead. Uh, the ship is softly singing to itself a nursery rhyme whose two lines <laughs> it's repeating for a very long time in a way that kind of sounds horror movie-ish. Uh, but from him, just kind of sounds sad. Oh, man. No. Listen, is this how it's going to be? We're not giving up our boat. Ungly Anne took uh, my body away from me. I think she can sure take your ship away from you. That's what we're here to to do. Capture you and bring you back to Ungly Anne. So, so Ungly Anne's not with you? She sent me ahead to bring all the new uh new allies you seem right. to have made a lot of enemies on your way out of the uh prison how how close uh, like could i jump from the boat down to the dock is that yep you can all right then i yell charge and i jump down and s- the skeleton is close to us at this point right yes the skeleton is close close enough to have yeah a i'm gonna, I'm gonna swing at the skeleton can we call that surprise uh, I would say can I get sneak attack, no, I guess is what I would I'm asking. Say with your 21 persuasion, it didn't seem like you uh were going to attack, so it's not like he it gets a chance to hit you first, but it's not a surprise now. Yelling charge probably Yelled doesn't charge. help. Yelling charge. That did kind of tip your hand a little bit. Unless right, you yelled charge well, after you hit him. Well, it was still hella metal. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I rolled a a twenty-six on my attack. That'll definitely. Oh, wait. Hang on. I need to look something up. I apologize for doing this on a podcast. But I rolled a 19 Ooh, and orcs. And orcs get on crit 19? on 19? Yeah. No. no. Is that not a thing? No, that's they not don't. a warrior so. thing, isn't it? That's, it's a, that's champion. It's a I think it's just a weapon champion. thing. Um, is that what it is? No, they, they, get, they, they get like an times extra die on a crit, crit instead of times two crit. They get an extra die if they crit, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna look it up because I swear I remember the word 19. Okay. Mm. Well, oh no, that's okay. all orcs are 19 years old in this in canon. Oh. <laughs> that's also in the in the DMG. You open it that's up. The, and kind it's of the like, second line. Orcs are it's... asexual and 19. <laughs> the, the prime of their life. It's starting to get weird, Harry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm completely wrong, but I did roll a 26 um, to attack. That will them. certainly hit. With my measly little not sneak attack of a nine damage. Uh, nine. As you, uh, it's your rapier, right? Oh, yeah. Shit. Hold on. Ooh. Twelve damage. I rolled the wrong die at first. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, you definitely flick your rapier, uh, and with uh, a couple of severed which 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 which, you uh, fly off a couple of his ribcage bones that go clattering to the ground. Sweet. All right, and that's the end of my turn. And, and you I, are? I am. I'm Rowan Ridley. No, I'm Flax and <laughs> Rowan, the half orc road. Amazing. Uh, Ishmael turn. Ah, uh, jeez, I just face and, and I'm played by Nick. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Um, I facepalm real big and I groan and I say, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And I, I look over at Virgil and shrug and say, 
fog cloud? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) It's kind of worked before. Yeah, but like, now Flaxen's down there. I mean, what if we just like fog clouded and then we took this boat and we turned it around and like we docked on the other side of the island or something? Yeah, fuck the fog cloud. I cast fog cloud. <laughs> the Swiss army knife of spells. <laughs> well, just kind of the knife. It's kind of like a spoon that Whenever you're hitting you, people with. Yeah. When you have fog cloud, everything looks like an empty vacuum that could it's, be fog cloud. It's a Swiss army knife if a Swiss, ar- Swiss army knife only had like a loofah on it. Yeah, so you know how we were like speculating last episode if Ishmael caused fog? <laughs> I'm getting suspicious. <laughs> uh, so I cast it on the docks where the where all the baddies are, which means Flaxen's also in it. I don't. It, it's twenty foot radius, so that's like forty feet total. I don't know if that also encapsulates our boat or not. I would say no. So basically, I would say like the fog rolls down over the pier, uh, and it looks super cool and aesthetic as it rolls nice. over the water off the edge of the pier. Uh, but it it, uh, it rolls over top of the the whole pier, and it's a pier. This is not just a dock. Um, you can tell already for those of you that might not be so fancy inclined. This is a fancy kind of place, and on the shoreline behind the pier, now that you have a chance to see it, uh, <laughs> there is like a, a big beach parasol and an umbrella. There's uh, uh, the gatehouse at the edge of the dock that would replace what a dock master would be doing. So the gatekeeper would would greet you there. How, how big and is this island? To, to the right, uh, the island's pretty In large. Like it's like a. It's like a. I, how would I know that? <laughs> I don't know acres. <laughs> you're not a, you're not a millennial agent. landowner. <laughs> no, th- I don't think that exists. I believe that is a fictional myth, like the Sasquatch. Yeah, I, that sounds uh, like a myth to me. I just want the listeners to know that when Ben said it's a very fancy place, Connor just like finger gunned into the camera or something. Uh-huh. Great. I like that he yeah. said fancy inclined, which Virgil is not. <laughs> I wanted to make sure to not uh, dunk on any of our non-fancy players. It's about the size of, let's say, like three lands in Walt Disneyland in Disneyland. So, like, if you took Fantasyland (laughs) and Main Street and throw in New Orleans Square. That's a good way to judge size. So, like, a third of the (laughs) size of Disneyland? I, well, I say that specifically because it is it almost does have a Disneyland-esque vibe where the whole place looks like it's clearly geared to be the summer getaway for the very rich and prestigious Veristinia family. Um, so that everything looks like it is uh, v- quite pricey beach gear you'd buy on the mainland. Cool. So they're in fog cloud. That's it. That's what I do. I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer. I'm played by Emma. Or Scotty. Stop. No, stop confusing. (laughs) You need to drop that. Or Rowan. (laughs) Played by Rowan Ridley. Yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh Um, So I have a question, which is, am I still tied to the mast? Oh, yeah. I have not. You're definitely still tied to the mast, of course, for sure. And I'm right next to this oh, other no. gnome. So you We're are tied next mass. to the other gnome, yes. The other gnome, oh. the the admiral of the gnomes, is tied uh, next to you and has been gagged the whole time. Uh, and Thanks. is looking pretty weak, also. Looking pretty weak. Good. All right. Um, Have we remembered to feed it? No. 
<laughs> yeah, we have we have not been doing that. Yeah. Wow, we are we also don't even know what gnomes eat. Like, do they eat rocks? Do- Elemental gnomes. food. Elementals eat human food. <laughs> I don't think they eat food. No, they definitely eat rocks. I'm um, pretty sure that they uh, cook their own kind and then consume Adeline, them. take your turn. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm trying to not enter rage and, like, finish off this boat. So, I'm going to, uh, can I just, like, cast firebolts and burn the ropes off of me? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say you're gonna need to be a little careful about that. So maybe a dex save to, to, to aim it properly, or just a, it's a that. range attack roll. So do a range attack roll, range spell attack roll, as you spell normally would. Light this shit okay. on fire, I swear. That's a 21. A 21. Yeah, you torch the ropes off of your hands. Uh, you get a little scalded in the process. You take damage equal to your fireball, um, but it does not hit the ship. Oh, should I roll damage? Yes. Ew, dear. Okay, I take five damage. That's fine. Um, all right. And then... Um, uh, are you sure it's five? Because all of your fire damage is increased by four because of your magical gem. You're not wrong. Uh, mm-hmm, okay, I take mm-hmm. nine damage. The only time players forget when they get additional damage is when it is against the friendlies. Right, so you gotta eh, sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah, damning pro tip. Um, uh-huh. Okay, uh, and... You guys didn't bother to like take my greatsword or anything, did you? Just type oh, me up. Oh, of course I did. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, all uh, the shit inside. Out of your yeah, I, I would imagine that sh- shit is all inside uh, Rhythm's boat. You're okay. not an idiot. What is the state <laughs> what? of the kind of question the is gnome? Is he untied as well now? Uh, the gnome is not untied at the moment. It, it honestly looks like he's too weak to stand up. Maybe. All right. Well. Um, well, now there's a fog cloud, so they can't actually see what I'm doing, so I don't actually have to do anything physically. But I shout down at the pier, um, uh, I have your leader. Uh, surrender or I burn his face off. I can see now that fog cloud was a bad idea. What language do you say that in? I, I mean, I say it in common i mean i also uh-huh. speak elven dwarven and orcish but i don't think those cool. are going to be of any use at all so i mm-hmm. shout it in common uh can yes. i make an intimidation check sure have disadvantage because you are speaking in a language they do not know yeah i figured um well it's really unfortunate that i had disadvantage because one of them was a natural 20 but the Ooh. other one is a nine. Oh, a nine you shout this into the fog cloud and there is no response except a handful of gnome, 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 gnome. <laughs> and that's your hmm. turn. Yes, it is. All right. I am uh, Avalon Veristinia, uh, elven barbarian who's trying very hard not to be in rage right now. Uh, and I am voiced by Connor. All right. It's now the Skellington's turn. Uh, you can see Tybalt. Uh, He's in, in a fog the cloud. fog. Oh, okay. Uh, you being Flaxen, who's in the fog, you can see mm-hmm. Tybalt right in front of you. And you can see uh, as he mutters to himself, still smiling, saying, Boy, am I glad that I ate breakfast this morning. And as he says this, uh, he begins to glow and grow. One, Did you say- two, three times his size uh, on the dock, and he emerges from the fog cloud, and you can see the massive, always smiling skull uh, of Tybalt 
uh, arise above the fog cloud as he attempts to punch you through the dock. Yeah, waiter, I'll take one of those. What sort of ridiculous breakfast are these guys eating? Beakerbology breakfast, bro. <laughs> we missed Lord. our chance. Yeah, should have hired that sucker. Uh, okay, that is a nat 20. <laughs> Whoa. Oh God. I'm done. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, make Who a constitution save. Me. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a 13. A 13. Uh, okay. You. That is so much of a bummer. This is a half work, so he does get to roll three dice on a critical. <laughs> so he only deals 13 damage to you. Well, that that puts me out. I'm out. Rip. And he I punches think. you through the dock. Wait. No, you have reckless endurance. You're yep. an orc. Well, not yeah. And also, um, have we had a chance to heal since we got to this island? Yes, not since you got to this island. You, it's been a couple days, so yes, you are. You okay. guys are at full health. Then since. I'm not even down yet. Great. Uh, so yeah, you take 13 damage, and uh, you feel your bones get rattled uh, as your damage that you deal is reduced by five uh, until the end of the combat. <laughs> okay. And you're punched through the pier down into the water underneath it, which is a uh, foggy but warm water. It's kind of nice. Very jungly. <laughs> Sweet. Jungle water. Yes. Uh, next up is Virgil Badwater. All right. Well, uh, I want to wrangle up the gnome admiral. I'm going to rip him from the the mast pole and I'm going to carry him to the edge of the ship and slam his head down on the railing and I'm going to yell out in whatever language I know best which is common and I say <laughs> alright you imperious good bastards <laughs> we got imperious this. like the Harry Potter spell <laughs> like the word <laughs> <laughs> we got this fella and I, I reckon y'all recognize him or would if it weren't for this fog cloud he's some sort of <laughs> captain or or squadron leader good thing speaking as a free actor <laughs> <laughs> now uh, if none of you lose your heads uh, he'll keep his uh, throw your weapons into the sea and um Really, I'm just trying to get the gnome admiral to kind of fear for his life and hopefully call out in um, his own language to translate, if you will. I Wait. like it. Make me he a intimidation speak check. Common. But he knows what I'm doing. I've got my axe pressed up to his neck. He, I'm yelling into the into the mist. That's fair. Yelling into the void. <laughs> um, what was it? A intimidation or a? Intimidation. Fifteen. Hmm. Fifteen. Uh, with that, you hear the the very frail voice of this gnome that you guys have starved to the point of collapse. Uh, and you push him his head against the front of the ship, and he starts screaming, Gnome! 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 And it I'll looks like baddies. a couple of the gnomes <laughs> on the... Uh, <laughs> a couple of the gnomes on the dock uh, 
hear one sound of this and they they pick up what's happening uh and two of the gnomes on the dock jump off the pier and start running away underneath the water i'm virgil badwater and i'm played by jake lovely it's a lot more and effective than i expected Rowan. okay so it's been a few days am i like healed back up to full i assume you are healed back up to full you still do uh you are your movement speed is reduced by 10 since you're still suffering from the injury so sorry you need like medical treatment but i ignore you (laughs) but yes other than that you're you're full up to top hp cool um i just kind of like hobble out from the captain's quarters and just kind of see this happening like like what the fuck um i walk up to virgil and i asked him uh so what's going on looks like the gnomes headed us off at the pass they're waiting for us on windsor island and they look to take us back to unglian so we're Making a real mess of things, it seems. Man, our all our like intelligence is not very high, and it's really unfortunate. That is true. Um, <laughs> We're a bunch of idiots. No, I'm really smart. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> You've never used it once. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna help to try. I guess intimidating or using like our fucked up brand of diplomacy to try to reel things back in remember they don't Um, speak our language (laughs) it's it's cool they understand intent it's fine i decide to read up my haiku and and try to (laughs) rationale i'm gonna write a haiku and of course contextually this is the haiku that you uh wrote with your magic quill that you got last episode yes contextually Poetry is um, the universal language. Yes. What? <laughs> if it's written <laughs> in the <laughs> universal language. <laughs> Which is love. Deathly fog rolls in. A natural disaster. These gnomes are fucked. You guys are all counting with your hands. This is what they're yes, doing we right are. now, viewers. <laughs> As is probably every single listener, too. Yeah, gnomes is two syllables, I checked, and fucked is one syllable. I googled I that. Checked. You are fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Glad um, we did the research on the word gnome. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, for some, for some context, that adds like plus two to persuasion, intimidation, and investigation for me. And I'm just going to assume that I got that, right? Yes, you did. Cool. So I yell at Tybalt, what's his face? And I'm like, hey, you, what's in, what's in it for you if you follow Anglian? She's kind of like, you know, insane. Uh, at this, his head swivels above the fog and you see like some heavy footfalls as he crunches into the pier underneath him. Uh, and still smiling, he looks at you and says, I ain't got a choice. I don't, I, I am a bone elemental and I'm bound, but truth be told, I don't mind it. One side of the war or another, it's, it's, it's just living. That's just the way it is. So, uh, it's my charge to bring you guys back to Unglian and, and I aim to do so. And on top of that, if you don't come with us willingly, we got the rest of the folks here at 
Windsor Island, did you call it? Um, we've got all of them holed up in the, uh, in the, and he looks over his shoulder at uh, a little like ski resort style map uh, at the northern estate. So if if you do anything too fancy, we'll we'll just kill them all, I guess. You have who at the Windsor? Mis- oh, the Windsor estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Win- Windsor, <laughs> and as well as the rest of them. Well, we dealt with uh, Unglian's grandfather. Seems like he's in the same pickle as you. Didn't want to do what Unglian said, but we managed to free him from his shackles. If you let us, uh, we can do that for you. We have an elementalist. We can uh, resummon you and free her, free you from her grasp. Wait, Make what? me the biggest deception check in history, because that is very much a lie. <laughs> one one heck of a wait, lie. Wait, hold on. I thought that was true, though. No, no just definitely not. No. You just beat well, him up until he got destroyed, so then Unglian would have I to mean. resummon him. That's yeah, that's what I mean by. But he's still, freed him. But he's still under their under her power. Yeah, it doesn't okay. have free him. I, yeah. So I, what you are I persuading him is you're you're persuading him. We can beat you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is in, what you're in kind a of lot of fancier words. Which is a great persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely persuade him that you will beat him up. Uh, but like you know, not really though. So what? persuasion. <laughs> Sorry, persuasion. Right. What are, what are you trying what? to get out of this? I'm trying to tell him that he doesn't have to like fight us and that if we essentially, you know, beat him up that we're free him, but I don't say that we're going to beat him up. What? I'm okay. kind of lying. I'm kind of lying to him, I guess. That does seem like a lie. Yes. Uh, I got a 15. 15. So what do you specifically say to him? Say say it again in character because it's very confusing. God damn it. Okay. Um, Unglian's grandfather didn't want to do her bidding, same as you, but we managed to free him from his uh, orders um, and we can figure out a way to release all of you from her charge if you'd let us. I know she's making you do things that you don't want to do. All right, I take that. Uh, with that, uh, he you can see in his uh, jointless eyes, uh, you can see he smiles and there is a deep, deep sadness there. And he looks at you and says, one master or another... I don't think any of us is free, and that's the greatest joke of them all. And that's your turn. Cool. What's your name? He sounds like fun. What's your name? name? What's my name? I'm Roan Ridley. I am a human bard and play by Shing. Very nice. And now the gnomes. Uh, all of the gnomes are encased in the fog cloud, uh, and so several of them flail around wildly, smacking each other with their billy clubs. It's quite silly. Uh, A couple of them fall off the pier and into the water, uh, and uh, one of them notices you, Flaxen, in the water underneath the pier and whacks you on the head with a billy club. Cool. With a critical failure and drops the billy club on the water. On his foot. Yep. All right. It's Flaxen. All right. I'm going to, I'm just going to attempt to climb out. Okay. 
So I don't know if you want me to make a roll for that. Yeah, let's do an athletics. All right. 17. A 17. Uh, as you climb up to the top of the deck, uh, onto the top of the pier, you can shimmy up one of the uh, big poles uh, and climb up on back onto the pier. And you can see that the gnomes up on top of the pier are all super weak can at I this point from whacking each see? other. Or you can, can I not see, see the other gnomes. You can't you can't see outside of the fog, but you can see the other gnomes that are immediately next to you. Uh and they're all okay. either like whacking each other uh or falling over. Um Do or I have being any trampled by the left? big bone. Yeah, you have one attack. Alright, I wanna try to kick one of them off the dock just angrily. Great. Make me a attack roll, strength based. That would be a sixteen. 16 yeah you punt it's it's hard you're kicking a big rock uh so it does hurt uh your foot but yeah you are able to uh kick one of these gnomes and it stumbles forward and flips off the dock nice all right that's my turn ishmael ah geez i release my fog cloud because (laughs) this is crazy i need to stop doing this (laughs) All right, as you release your fog cloud, you now see on the deck, uh, all of the gnomes are dropped to the ground, having hit each other and knocked each other senseless. One of them has just been punted (laughs) off the dock. So like, they're okay. So I take a moment to just sit in awe of how stupid they are that my fog cloud like actually (laughs) confounded them. Mm -hmm. Just kind of soak in that. Um, the only one it, it clearly did not confound at all is the giant skeleton who is now looking at your ship and gearing to attack it. I, uh, t- to be honest, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I, I take a couple of steps back and I put up my, my hands in surrender. All That's right. my turn. Avalon. All right. Still trying to not go into rage. Um... Oh, there's a big target. I'll throw a firebolt at it. Very nice. Attack roll. Um, uh, that's an eight. That will not hit. Uh, <sighs> your firebolt sails through the gaps in its pelvis. Unfortunate. Uh, next up would be the big skeleton. Uh, the big skeleton looks across the folks on deck and sees the one that just threw a fireball at it and nearly missed uh, and takes the opportunity to punch you through the stomach with a giant bone spear. That's nice knowing you. With oh, a 25. <laughs> oh, 25. Oh. That, yeah, that'll hit. A guy yeah, not was... wearing armor. Almost crit. That is nine points of damage and make me a con save. Oh, boy. Um, that is a 15. Uh, 15. You save, so you don't get rattled. Uh, And then with that, you uh, see the skeleton unhinge its head, uh, just leaving it the top of its neck there, and out of its mouth, it lets out a piercing cry, uh, a a shriek that hits you in the depths of your bones. Uh, And everyone make me a constitution save. Another one. 17 for Vi- 18 for Evelyn. 18. I have a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, two. 
All right. Rowan and Virgil, you both are stunned uh, as your mind is shrouded with visions of darkness and death. Um, oh, ooh. Everyone takes four points of uh, psychic damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, FYI, well, I'm, I- I'm unconscious now. Mm, like in the I'm water? Now down, I, no, I climbed out. Okay. You're I'm not down unconscious, to right? You still have reckless endurance. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, relent, relentless endurance relentless, works anytime. Yeah, once a day, anytime you're reduced to zero, you can reduce to one instead. Okay. Um, Unless you want to be unconscious. You're allowed. Nope. <laughs> uh, I won't take that from you. I'm now reduced to five out of 27 hit points. Is this enough pain to kick me into rage? If you wanted to. Yes. Uh, if you didn't want to, I would invite you to make some kind of roll, maybe intelligence roll. I will make an intelligence saving throw to avoid going into rage. Great. That is a 10. Uh, a 10? I would say that uh, the rest of you begin to see Avalon going into a rage. You're not there yet. Okay. Okay. Very sort of Hulk starting to turn green. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up would be Virgil, who's stunned, Rowan, who's also stunned, and the gnomes, who are all gone. <laughs> all of the gnomes on the pier have either knocked themselves out, or the two fled, or the one was kicked off the pier. Amazing. And Great. presumably like, also it, fled. It's like the seven dwarves meet the three stooges. <laughs> uh, the 21 stooge dwarves. Flaxen. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm like right next to the, the big orc, right? You are right next to the big orc. I'm g- how how big does it? Did it get heavier or did it just get? It did taller? definitely get heavier. Yes. Mm. What I'm gonna try to do, and I don't know if this will work, is I want to attack the dock beneath its feet Ooh, and try I to like break that. it mm-hmm. with my rapier. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, that yeah. is See, tougher. The, Maybe I, a different thing. I, I, right. Yeah, I so like then that I'm just less. gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah, that's all I have. I'm gonna sneak attack his leg then. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen will miss him. Uh, yeah, you rapier at his leg, and it just like bounces off left and right. Uh, but it certainly <laughs> catches his attention. Great. Perfect. I'm gonna drown to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna throw me into the water and I'm gonna drown. Don't you know how to swim? <laughs> Not when I'm unconscious. Sand uh, sailor. With my one hit point. And next is Ishmael. I tackle the shit out of Avalon. Amazing. Um Is that more or is that might be more or less likely to enter <laughs> rage? I, uh, well, I, I I I look over and I shout, Motherfucker Avalon, and I run at you and I like jump hug, try to tackle you to like hold in your Hulk rage. You're right. smothered with kisses. Uh-huh. Hug is that, therapy. <laughs> is that opposed strength? It's like a I would say opposed blanket. strength, but you have advantage since you are uh tackling him and he is not expecting to be tackled by you. Okay. Sounds good. Good luck. I got a 21. <laughs> 15. Okay. Yeah. You lunge forward and tackle Avalon. Uh, and as you bring him to the ground, Avalon's eyes glow red hot uh, and his hands begin to burn. Uh, and you take 1d6 fire damage. One point of I damage. I have something else I'd like to do. Great. Ooh. Sorry, that's five damage because all his fire damage is increased by four. 
Fog cloud. <laughs> that, wait, that's me? I'm taking that damage? You take five damage, yes. Yeah. I kiss you him. you are burned by his fire <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Whoa, what? I'm, I'm attempting what Jake just suggested, the, the affection therapy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Let me Amazing. get in on this. There's children on board. We totally forgot about the crocodile child. I'm moving on adrenaline yeah. here. I don't Toothy. know. <laughs> Fangy McTeeth. Um, all right. Does it do anything? I guess, uh, I guess this is up to you, question. Connor. Uh, so what I, I will say is that, number one, it does snap you out of the rage for sure. <laughs> you do yeah. not go fully into the rage. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I am... Embarrassed? so far beyond confused about what is going on, uh, given that I have foggy memories of like getting hit nice okay oh foggy (laughs) Um, all right and yeah if if i can tell that you're out of rage then i stop kissing you and then i punch you in the face (laughs) oh (laughs) and now it goes back into rage (laughs) (laughs) and then you kiss him Um, and then you punch him yeah uh oh is that gonna need damage being rolled on no (laughs) no I'm not oh. strong. <laughs> okay, c- c- great. Um, I uh, just sort of, uh, I guess, scramble backwards because n- now there's all sorts of bizarre mixed messages going on, on mm-hmm. in Avalon's brain. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and I just sort of shakily get to my feet and try and take stock of the situation and also how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely spend this whole turn doing nothing of any use to anybody. Success. Uh, but I am not in rage. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. That's that's a plus, I suppose. I, I deeply ship this. Okay, next is the skeleton. <laughs> Uh, now turns down towards the one that rapiered its leg uh, and cool. attempts to punch you with the big bone arm. For the first time, missing. Unless you have an AC of eight. Nope. And punches another hole in the pier. Uh, and with that, it lunges to do a final blow against you that looks like it will be particularly devastating uh, when it turns around and sees a very, very lewd man. What man? What? Lewd. 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 A... Incredibly beautiful and scantily dressed man is uh, shrieking and running out of the gatehouse, uh, waving his arms as if to try and draw attention towards himself so that you will not be skewered by this giant bone elemental. What? But did you mean lewd, though? L-E-W-D. Lewd. Yes, he did. Okie dokie. So by scantily clad, you mean he's got, he's just naked. I would say, right? uh, yeah, it's very it's, it's up to your close. Like a it's up to your imagination. A hammock. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I think I described him last episode as he is wearing clothing that could be loosely, approximately called being worn, um, but just barely. Uh, he is wearing just a swimsuit. <laughs> okay. That's very Douglas Adams meets <laughs> Ron Jeremy. Douglas Adams was a pretty hot guy. Uh, what? Let's all. I'm googling. I assume this. that's what you're saying. <laughs> Can we get a drawing of this guy? Uh, <laughs> or Douglas Adams or Ron Jeremy? What? No, this D&D guy. I volunteer. 
<laughs> great, thank you. Uh, so yeah, he is he is running uh, and shrieking and waving his arms over his head uh, as the bone elemental uh, does not take its second attack and turns over, looking at uh, uh, him and then looking away a little sheepish, as if he can't uh, doesn't want to deal with all the lewdness. Uh, next is Virgil. Um, you are now unstunned. I'm unstunned. Excellent. Uh, I rip my gaze away from Ishmael and Avalyn. <laughs> oh, good. You were watching? <laughs> feel like, feel oh, like something no. has awakened in me, and I'm going to have to try some things out next time I'm in the brothel. <laughs> what? <laughs> But I shake it off, and uh, I take the opportunity to leap onto the distracted skeleton, and I strike him with my battle axe. Amazing. Have advantage. 18. 18? That'll absolutely hit. 10 damage. As you leap forward, bringing your battle axe down with a single stroke, you chop its spine in half and it crumbles uh, as Tybalt's head turns towards you and says, Ungly Anne, she's waiting for you. She'll take you all down. And then I kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Just like a skull? You kiss a skull, which is a lot less effective. It is a skull. (laughs) And it's also dying. Uh, yeah, you do chop it, and the light goes out of its eyes uh, as it crumbles into a pile of bones on the deck. And with that, you're out of initiative. Uh, so I, I stand up and, like, wipe my mouth and just look at... I, I stumble away, I think, from Avalon. I, I, I give you... A, I shoot you a glance that's, like, done with your shit, and then I just step away. Um, Unfortunately, there's a direction for you to step towards uh, as uh, Gatekeeper Whip uh, is now uh, composing himself and uh, uh, doing a pretty good strut over towards your crew. You can tell immediately that he is a star elemental. Uh, first off, by the fact that he is incredibly beautiful. Second off, by the fact that his skin is slightly glowing and you can see a constellation underneath it. And third off, by the fact that his head is a bird. <laughs> Maybe uh, the first, first of all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. What sort of bird? Let me let me look up. Sorry, I forget what it was. Pelican. Um, oh, no, it is a <laughs> crane. Ah, he has a crane head. Um, do I uh, have I met him before? Actually, that's a good question. Gatekeeper Whip says, "Welcome to the uh, Veristinia Summer Estate. Have you been here before? You look Veristinia-ish." Is he just ignoring the big, like, skeleton, like, the combat that just happened on this pier? He's, he Seems has, like, like his it. post to maintain. He's, he's yeah, practiced yeah. for this. Not the skeleton he part, has a but job. New, new visitors. He's mostly focused on being seen by people. Um, I say, uh, I think I've seen you before. Um, remind me your name again. I'm the good gatekeeper, Whip. Uh, you must be Avalyn. Is that right? That's me. Are there any other uh, of these, and I gesture at the bones lying around, on the island or any gnomes? 
Yes, but uh, let's get somewhere a little more secluded so we won't be interrupted while we're having a conversation. Perhaps I can prepare us some mango lemonade as well. I shoot up my hand and say, yes, lemonade. Thank you. All right. And with that, as Gatekeeper Whip escorts you guys into the gatehouse, you do pass by the big travel map of the island, which I just posted to the art channel. Um, And we'll also post the Instagram. So you can see the layout of the island um, in a rough form there. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, you can see that you guys are at the docks at the south end of the island. um, And the the northern area is at the top right. I love maps. Yeah. Um, the prom guard? The promenade. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's... it's Wait, the kid's estate? Yes, so I will say, (laughs) as we run through this thing, the, uh, the island is divided into two general areas, one that is where the kids stay, and one that is where the adults stay, uh, because then the adults can drink their Mai Tais in peace, and the kids can kind of have Lord of the Flies dominion over an estate for, you know, the week or summer that they're here. And to have fight in their various factions amongst themselves. <laughs> You'll Great. notice the uh, the forbidden jungle where they banish the kids they don't like very much. I want to go there. <laughs> what? Whoa. Okay. Everything is a battlefield for children. Is this just Harry Potter? Yeah, we're just doing Harry Potter now. That was a forest, not a jungle. Oh, sorry. It's a huge difference. That was, that was uh, ridiculous. Also, you will me. notice the baseball diamond, which is actually you guys can see outside your window. Many baseball games are played here on this island. The Veristinia family is very proud of its baseball heritage. <laughs> the ship gave you a very sleepy farewell as you guys left it. Uh, and the quartermaster rhythm said that she would guard the ship. And also she did not want to fight. So she stayed back. Toothy, of course, came with you. The gatekeeper escorts you into his gatehouse, which frankly looks like a pretty expensive Airbnb. It's got some very big, nice vaulted windows of the uh, beach. It's got a full stocked kitchen and many big couches, chairs. It's a very cozy place. Well, we're here. Avalon, this is your island, right? Where do we go? yeah. Oh, um uh yeah. Um uh Avalon is now definitely not making eye contact uh-huh. with Ishmael. Um <laughs> This is good. Well, uh, uh the the uh library, right. The the library. Um yeah, well basically all the important stuff probably is up at the northern estate. Um That's where she's holding uh, them, says Gatekeeper Whip as he sets down the metal tray with glasses of mango lemonade. Who's she? Unglian. Unglian, yeah, the uh, creepy, creepy, creepy girl. Though it wasn't her. I think she was possessing some kind of uh, skeleton, one of her bone spirits. I don't know. They were dreadfully boring. But you're here to save us, right? Oh, sorry. Where is she? At the it's, northern estate. At, he he stands up and extends a hand towards you and says, It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Who is it I'm talking to? Who does he say that to? You. Ishmael. To me? Yes. Uh I I shake his hand, say hi. I'm uh I look over at Flaxen with big eyes, like, what was my name again? <laughs> <clears throat> Abraham Sunny Day. I'm Abraham. Aren't you going to introduce yourself? Nice to meet you. 
It's a pleasure to meet you as well. It would be lovely if you could remove the unwanted guests. We're a little bit on lockdown. All right. Because of all the gnomes and the big bone lady. I'm kind of hurt. Yeah, this, this mango lemonade wouldn't happen to have any magical healing properties, would it? Rowan has a heal spell, right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize. I just kind of ignored you. I didn't realize. I was like, I'm thinking really intently about that kiss right now. So I just completely like, for, is for everyone thinking intently. I didn't this? mean to change the game completely. Flaxen no, like did not witness this kiss and has no idea. About it. I'm describing it to Flaxen in detail. <laughs> I'm just. I have, like, the deer in the headlights look. Yeah, I'm, like, so shook right now. You can't even believe. Um, actually, no, Shin the person is just drawing the kiss right now, so she's super distracted. <laughs> so she also forgot to heal Flaxen, who is incredibly injured. Um, oh, while I cast that, Cure minor, wound, minor Wounds on you. Uh, what does that do? I think you have to roll a die. Let me let me Google that. For, I believe for it's the a record, D8 Avalon's, plus your spellcasting mod. Avalon's also quite injured. Um, D8. Oh no, where's my dice? Bleeding heavily from like a stomach wound. Uh, ten. So what I, does that roll for? Restore ten hit points. You. Oh, yeah, restore ten hit points. Thank you. Cha. At, at seeing this happen, uh, Gatekeeper Whip looks over towards you and says, oh, I also was very injured. And he starts to like put his thumb in his uh, in his swimsuit. And it's like, maybe you should lay your hands on me also. Okay, let's what? go. <laughs> I put a thumb in his swimsuit. I sort of backhandedly just like slap him in the chest. And like, okay, stop that. <laughs> Not the time. I have like... I have the, like the Pikachu face, like expression on me right now. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I turn and and look very intently at Evelyn, ignoring now the gatekeeper. Where's the North Estate? Uh, North map. Um, and I I point. Um, will you take us there right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely not sticking around here. Uh, I'm still Butting into very this much tutorial not making dialogue. eye contact. Like, if this is a visual novel, uh, Avalon is up, but then Gatekeeper Whip pops over top of the frame <laughs> and kind of edges him out uh, in this doki-doki moment. Um, and Gatekeeper Whip pops over the frame and replaces the text with talking about the, the paths up the map. And he says, well, there's two main ways you could probably get to the, uh, the northern estate. Uh, you could head... Well, there's three, but I don't think you want the third. You could head okay. east. Okay, what's the first one? What's the third the, one? The first one would be uh, <laughs> heading through the boathouse and the servants' quarters. You could hike past the pools, up past the panorama terrace and hiking trails. Uh, or you could go by the east way, through the baseball court, and squash and badminton courts, and then the walking gardens. I, the third one's more exposed, court? but it could be the baseball court. Sorry, I don't... Baseball field. It's a field. I believe it's a court. I really don't care. Can we just go? <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> Is there a way that's like the most sneaky? Uh, we got Unglian and who knows how many other folk up there. We don't want to just march in and get, you know, it's probably guards and stuff. We got to we gotta think about it a little bit. Virgil, make me an insight check. 17. 
17. Yeah, so from your estimation, going the east route would probably be the most dangerous. The two paths that seem like they'd provide the most stealth opportunities would either be cutting through the servants' quarters, where you'd be able to stay indoors the whole way, or going off the hiking trails past the pools, though that might take you a bit longer and be a little bit more tough. Either way, it'll be a series of attempts to sneak through various different environments, and you'll probably need to sneak uh, successfully six times before failing to sneak four times uh, in order to get all the way to the estate. Makes sense to me. Let's take the the hiking trail. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's go. I take my lemonade. <laughs> All right, and you uh you take your lemonade and book it. Can can I start with the this skill challenge? Uh yes, you can. Before you guys head over to the skill challenge, uh Toothy looks up at you Virgil, uh and he uh uh says, "Hey, do you have a sec?" For you, I got 3. <laughs> Oh, uh, thanks. (laughs) That means a lot, Virgil. What is it, little lizard? Well, I I was thinking through while I was sleeping and having a little hard time sleeping last night. And uh, I was curious, do you really think that the fog kills everything it touches? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, man. Toothy, look, I gotta admit... Ah, this fog is no joke. Now, I don't know what happens beyond it, and I'm certainly not the sharpest cheese in the cave. Uh, But... The sharpest cheddar on the farm? (laughs) But I I got a feeling anyone that goes in that fog ain't coming out anytime soon. Then there's a good chance I might be the last... Gary and alive, the last one of the alligator people anywhere. I'm afraid so. That's a heavy burden to carry on your little scaly shoulders. But now's not the time to think about that. We gotta get to the northern estate. Don't worry. Stick with me and you'll be alright. Then I'm sticking with you, Cap. And he gives you a salute. All right. It's a skill challenge. Six before four. Um, Average DC is going to be 15. It's a little tougher since there's lots of gnomes about. Uh, The two things that you can definitely use are obviously stealth. uh, And then since you took the hiking trail, uh, you can also use survival checks. Okay. I'm going to start with a history check uh, because... I imagine that I spent a decent amount of time during summers when I was younger uh, running around on some of these trails. Absolutely. Uh, So I'd like to try and remember which ones are the sort of the the ones that go a little deeper into the brush to give us more cover uh, and the ones that are going to get us there a little more directly and try and combine those to get us quickly but safely. Love it. Make me have a plus two on your check. Oh, great. That's a 25. 25! Boy, howdy. Yeah, in fact, you recall that if you uh, head through the dugout of the the ball pen and you cut wide a little first, there is a secret passage that takes you uh, to the uppermost pool. And uh, it's like a a fun little trick that you'd use back in Capture the Flag games uh, when you played as a kid here. 
and with that, you're able to cut a, a huge chunk of time off the trip. Um, you take this little back passage that pops you up in the back of the uppermost pool, and you have like the smell of the fantasy equivalent of chlorine in your noses as you uh, emerge to a, a high level of the hiking trail. That's one success. So do we pop out in like an, a generally unpopulated area or? Yes, you're in currently an unpopulated area, though it's not like, like this is very sanitized hiking trail. You're not, you've been mm-hmm. through deep jungle before. This is not deep jungle. Uh, this is very like well, we carefully like, curated jungle. At the moment, no. Uh, can I just make a survival check to continue through the? For sure. That's a 21. 21. Absolutely. You're able to get yourself onto the main trail and then hike up past a couple of abandoned old carts that look like they were carrying supplies when the invasion struck a couple days ago. I'll make a stealth check uh, to sneak us past some people. Very nice. Yeah, as you guys get up to basically the, the summit, um, there's a beautiful vista, uh, the panorama terrace. The Panorama Terrace is this beautiful tower with a glass viewing deck up at the top of it, and it is littered with gnomes. They're all marching about in parade formation, uh, and getting past them will be quite a feat. Although I actually, before I make my check, I want to like talk to the group. So let me so let me get something straight. So we're gonna go deal with Ugly Anne. We're gonna talk to her, right? We're not gonna fight her. Right? Uh. Uh. Like, what's our plan here? Because if we're stealthing up to reach her, like, what's the point? Why not just, like, approach her, her boys and say, take us to Anglian? We're here to talk. She wants us, right? They're not going to kill us. Well, if we're sneaking around, it wouldn't be the worst to kind of get a lay of the land at the very least. And, you know, once we see what's going on, I suppose, then maybe we decide whether or not we make our presence known or not, you know? First thing you gotta do is know how much you don't know. I mean, that's, I guess... That's pretty wise, says Toothy. But that's very wise. I don't wise. really see how that applies to this situation. Like, that that makes it sound like we're gonna be doing some crazy strategic combat with her. What What we know is that she's here and that she wants to see us. I feel like we should just go see her. Well, we I all mean, know I'm, she I'm wants to lock really... us up. Not really trying to turn into a Tybalt, though. I don't think that fighting is maybe the best way to deal with this. Right. So we shouldn't fight her. So, like, what do we? What do we do? Like, we need to figure out what we're gonna do about her. We can't just keep running from her forever. Mm. And she can rip the skeletons from your. Like, what does she want with us? Maybe I should sneak in and steal her pouch so she can't use her creepy magic. I think that's an excellent idea. That's not bad. But make sure you replace it with another pouch. <laughs> All right, let's do a whole montage where we find a second pouch. <laughs> Wait, didn't we already do this? Yeah. So just, can she still pull skeletons out of people? It seems like the pouch would be good for doing alchemical stuff, but she can probably cast spells still, for sure. Oh, no. Um, so so that, that plan will do nothing. Yes. Well, or we could just sneak in and kill her. I mean, the the gatekeeper did mention that that might not actually be her. She might just be possessing a bone elemental. Yeah, she did say that. 
So that means she doesn't have very much to lose from just ordering them to capture us. And that prevents us from doing the research that we need to be doing, which is the entire point of us coming here instead of going somewhere else. So we need to we need to figure out what we're doing then before we get there. I think what we need is a plan and a backup plan. Yeah. A plan if she's really her and a backup plan if she's just an elemental in her place. I'm at a loss with what to do about her. I think the simple answer is if it's her we're just not skilled enough to fight her. We'll have to talk our way out of it and deal with it later. We, but yeah. if it's a bone elemental, I think we should destroy it. If it's not actually her, she has nothing to lose from just telling everything to attack us. She mm. doesn't want us dead, though. She want, like she, She's hung up on us for some reason. I think she thinks it was us that sacked the prison. So, well, so she like wants, I mean, she wants us captured. I think we just got to talk to her. But we don't know that she's there. And I've got to, it seems like she's not, right? Seems to me like we can't make a plan till we know what the hell's going on up there. That's all I know. I would say plan A might be to just sneak around. And if she never figures out that we're there, then that seems like uh, a nice solution. And then if she never figures out that we're there, then we can figure out what she's doing and how to counteract that okay so no offense valvoline but are you really the sneaky type sorry what did you call me <laughs> avalon okay um i am sneakier than some couldn't we All scout right. ahead couldn't like flaxen scout ahead see if she's there and if and then if not or if she's there report back and we can decide what to do that sounds good but we you, need to get closer anyway. Are you sneaky, Flaxen? Sneaky enough. I mean, right. Wait, you're, are you a fighter or rogue? I call I totally Flaxen rogue for rogue. nothing. Flaxen That's rogue, right. the half orc roan. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking your your <laughs> sneaky cape. So, uh, that's an acrobatics cape. God damn it! Never mind. <laughs> but it's still good. It gets me up to plus five decks. So, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've only got plus three. All right, then let's. Uh, I'll I'll stealth us past some guards uh, in the skill challenge to get us closer to the the north. Um, with a twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, you're nice. able to lead the whole crew in a a, a series of very Metal Gear esque dive and duck and rolls uh, around boxes uh, to uh, pass the. I just scrolled happening? down and saw Shing's drawing, and I'm like shook. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's That's real why good. I was incredibly yeah. distracted. <laughs> you didn't heal Flaxen. <laughs> or Avalon, oh. I'm going to point out. Yeah. So yeah, check out that gram, folks. Uh, <laughs> that is passion. Damn. <laughs> Someone else do something. <laughs> <laughs> you duck um, and you roll and you sneak past the gnomes. <laughs> and you make your way to the other side of the mountain. And you continue to not look at each other. <laughs> yeah um i can make a survival since it's jungle again and yeah. i'm used to being in jungle i got a oof sorry 13 13 that's a failure yeah as you guys head down the far side of the mountain you start moving through the walking gardens uh and you get thoroughly lost in a hedge maze uh it takes you quite a while <laughs> to find your way out this is not the terrain i'm used to my bad Evelyn, you said you knew which way it was y yeah i also 
like hedge mages are boring. I wouldn't. I never go into hedge mages in the first place. Blame Rowan. I'm going to lift his up. idea to go in here in the first place. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I want to lift up little. You said, toothy. "Oh, I'm good at jungles." That looks I'm good like at jungle, plants. not hedge mazes. Yeah, yeah. I'm lifting up Toothy on my shoulders, and I'm heaving him uh-huh. up to the top Aww. of one of the hedge mazes, so he can look around for a good place to go and hide near the northern estate. Maybe he can find Very his nice. way. Directly to the, out of this hedge maze. Make me like a persuasion check with uh, advantage or something to like inspire your little, <laughs> little tooth friend. Can I just make an athletics check to throw him really high into <laughs> sure, the hedge? Sure, an athletics check to just make sure that he gets very high to the hedge. <laughs> 18. 18, yeah, you hurl him up onto the hedge, and with a resounding uh, kerflumpf, uh, he sits on top of the hedge and starts walking around it. He's able to guide you guys out of the the hedge maze and towards the outer bounds of the estate, which would be, uh, it's kind of like the town uh, of the island. There's a couple of, uh, some food stands and uh, some nice, like, meeting halls and that kind of stuff. You're at the outskirts of it. You can see this place is thoroughly trafficked, and it's not just gnomes here. You can see that there are several uh, bone elementals walking around, too. Uh, and in the center of the, the square, you can see reformed is Gramps. Oh, for- And he's walking around giving people compliments and uh, sampling some of the finer foods behind the stalls. How dare he? All right. Uh, can I make a perception to just like, keep an eye out for bones and yeah, to sure. keep us out of out of their way what do my elf eyes see uh oh that's a 13 13 that's a second failure uh, you'd spy a very easy passageway if you head into the main kitchen's passage that comes from the servants quarters uh it should net you a clean passage right to the main hall where you're certain that unglian is waiting probably keeping Windsor Veristinia locked up there. As you head through the kitchens, you can see that uh, rut row, the kitchens are thoroughly occupied, and there are a bunch of skeletons now behind you blocking your way out, and then uh, a couple of the servants as well who are moving food around. A lot of them are elementals, many of them fire elementals. Idea! I cast Fog Cloud! (laughs) (laughs) Amazing! I'm sorry. I'll stop at some point, but not today is not this day. I cast Fog Cloud. And and then in the confusion, I just like run everyone past. Like, let's go, go, go. And I just Very run good. through. Uh, or make me a spell casting attack roll, kind of. What about perception? Oh, sure. Do advantage since you're using fog. 17. 17. You cast a whoosh of fog through the kitchens um, that gives everyone a bit of a fright as they think the main pots are burning and they all run around in a scurry and you're able to duck and lead the the whole of your crew through the kitchens towards the exterior of the main hall. And you're now very close to the outside. You just need one more success uh, to get to the main hall without being spotted. I will also ask Virgil, what have you done with the, the leader of the gnomes? Have you been carrying him this whole time? Um, I mean, I would have left him. on Yeah, I would have not have brought him with us this far after the fight. Okay, even it makes even more sense why why Rhythm would have stayed back then to keep him uh, under watchful eye. 
in that case, uh, you guys need one more success. Where are we? Okay, we made it past the fog cloud in the kitchen. You made it right? past the fog cloud in the kitchens, and now you're just outside the main hall. Can I make a perception check to check to scope that shit out? Absolutely. Ugh. Hate rolling. <laughs> it's gonna be That's bad, rough isn't that it? we're playing D&D then. <laughs> you hate rolling? I hate rolling. It's just really bad every single time I roll. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is kind of a core mechanic of the game. Oh my god. Even with my damn like haiku, it's like 13. 13! 13 with a haiku, that's three failures. Uh, you spy a uh, particularly enticing looking catwalk uh, that would take you up through the high corridors. And you climb and you scuttle everyone up the outside of the, the main manor and uh, climb like the fire escape and head in a door. Uh, and you're on the second floor uh, when you realize that this floor is fully occupied with armed guards uh, and they are moments away from spotting you. You need one more success or one more failure. And then that's it. I would like to make a sleight of hand to shut the door very quietly. Love it. With a 28. Hey. 28. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Don't ever ask it, me to it, do things. It helps that I have a plus nine to sleight of hand. You guys all Jeez. look out the door in this whoever's like bedroom this is, whoever guest bedroom this is, uh, and you see like a horde of skeletons walking outside of the room, and like one of them is turning to talk to another person just at an angle where they could almost see you, and then the door just slightly closes shut without ever being seen. And that's a success. Nice. You guys make it inside without <gasps> having been detected by the skin of your bones. Ew. Yeah. So let's <laughs> you can make a Wait. good soup with that. Uh, now that we're here, let's see if we can scope out the ugly end situation. Like, what can we see? Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually pretty easy to see from this room. Luckily, this room has several shuttered windows uh, that are next to the door that let you see not only out onto the, the terrace interior, um, but also down into the main great hall, which you're, you guys are like, if, if it's a big great hall room, there's a second floor that has an open balcony around the edges of it. You guys are in a room overlooking that. So you can see down into the great hall from the windows in your room. Uh, okay. And it's a pretty big central room. So you can see, in fact, um, a skeleton that is undeniably unglian by the size uh, and uh, pale makeup uh, and black dress wear uh, and cute skeleton uh, emo apparel. Goth apparel, Wait, not emo. Can I make a clarification? Is Has she turned herself into a skeleton? Uh, me, me. Has she always Arcana been a skeleton? Maybe? No, she hasn't. No, she has She's not always, always been a skeleton. 19. 19. You recall in the dregs of your fourth grade uh, elementalism course, remembering a story that some old dead guy wrote about how an elementalist could possess an elemental um, and uh, remove any of its thoughts and processes. And sometimes they give uh, a little bit of their personality to it. Um, and, and basically they control everything about it. And so it is them. Uh, but if you were to say kill it, uh, they're, everything about them would return to their body wherever they are possessing this from. Okay. So Unglian okay. is possessing this skeleton, but it's some other person's skeleton that's probably ripped out of their body. And they probably so her body is too. just sitting limply somewhere. Yeah, she's taking a nap on a boat. <laughs> Got it. Uh, okay. okay. Creepy. Um, all right, well, there she is. Do we go talk to her? Um, what are they doing? 
Uh, it looks like she is uh, waiting, uh, frustrated. Uh, and while she's waiting, uh, she's playing on a Game Boy. Jeez. What's a Game Boy? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sponsor is, is there a sign of <laughs> other Veristinians or anything? Uh, yes, yeah. there is. You can see that the the important Veristinians seem to be uh, uh, all shackled up. Not even shackled. She wouldn't do that. Uh, they're just all uh, uh, sitting behind the main what feast desk, uh, the, the Winterfell feast desk, where they're all Table? like hanging out back there. Table. That's the word <laughs> the that feast I'm working for. Desk. <laughs> desk? <laughs> <laughs> The food plank. You They're know, all sitting behind the food plank on their, the uh, you know, chairs. sit stumps. And they're all uh, sitting around there playing uh, Moncala or something. All right. Well, I'm just going to go for it. Um, I'll make motions to head to the door and check back if anyone's going to stop me. Oh, the other piece, it looks like there is a second exit from this room, one that would take you directly down to the main hall. Um, so you would need to sneak past the skeletons outside your main door if you wanted to immediately approach Unglian. There's like a, a set of stairs in the back of this bedroom that lead you down to the okay. main hall. I, I feel like at this point, we've scoped it. We just need to talk to her. What do we hope to Out gain curiosity. from talking to her? <laughs> what else is there to do? We have to get her to stop doing this, right? Kill her! Attack. Kill her! Says Toothy. Yeah, I just don't think any Th- there's that. conversation's going to convince her of anything. I don't know what else to do. Hmm. A- out of curiosity, are there any like knives in this room or large candlesticks? <laughs> Investigation check. Oh boy! I mean, I have kitchen knives on me. If you want okay. them, okay. Whoa, 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 That's whoa! That's a ten. <laughs> You're looking for weapons? Does- I'm just realizing again that I left them on the Well, boat. hold on a second, Avalyn. If you have a weapon in your hand, you're going to start killing things. I just need to make sure we're all on the same page before you even get a weapon. Are we fighting or are we talking? It, I actually Don't wasn't- forget, we have a trial to go to and it'd probably help your case if you didn't murder a bunch of people where the trial is happening. I, I, was, I was not planning on killing people, but I- would like the ability well, to defend myself. Sort of the point. You frequently I, don't plan on killing people, <laughs> and yet, well, I mean, you're not wrong. But also, like these are skeletons, and therefore possibly already dead. Evelyn, your family's down there. Yeah, you're right. Well, not, I mean, distant family. But yes, I actually I like them more than I like my immediate family. Anyway, um, plus they might be on the jury. Huh. Well, it would help if I had more members of my family on my side. Fine, I won't carry a weapon. Ugh, it's a bummer that you say that, because there is actually a pretty nice-looking broadsword that's just hanging above the fireplace in this room. Yeah, oh, of the course family there is. Oh. It's just like a really good here. one that seems like it would hit people very hard. It's like a plus yeah. five. Yeah, it does sure. a bunch of damage, and it would hit them real hard. And it goes on fire. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't flip is, just, if you tell it. I feel like if this is a fight, we're not going to win it. That's, yeah. Thanks for coming to our podcast. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we all died. I mean, we could always do the same thing we did earlier and 
start with diplomacy and go from there. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. Um, Should we send just, just gonna... one person in and then have the other people as like a backup situation? Or should we all just go in? I think we should all just go uh, in. I think we should all just all go right, in. All right, Toothy, mm-hmm. you hang back. No, I'm coming with you. Oh, okay. Jeez, uh, okay. just, just <laughs> be quiet, please. I'm not, Don't. You're I'm a real not hard sleeping ass, through a second one. Um, I mean, a second I, diplomacy we, moment. He gives you a wink. <sighs> yeah, plus can't crocodiles like breathe fire I or something? So. No, that's what? all right. <laughs> Can we just open the door and go out? Are you going through the upper door or the staircase to the main room? The upper door, because doesn't it open onto a balcony and we can see her from there? Like, yes, it opens to a balcony where you could see her or you would go to the floor where she is actually standing. Uh, let's go to the balcony. I think some distance between us is fine. I like that idea. I like being not next to her. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a good plan. So we're d- but how do we get down to her if a fight does break out? Jump. We d- don't. We I jump. think we should run if a fight breaks out. Also, Ishmael knows Featherfall. Yeah, that's true. Can you cast it on five people? Yeah. All right. Okay. And the door right. swings the door. open. Uh, and you guys uh, walk towards the balcony and you look over it and immediately Unglian uh, spins her giant goth skull uh, and turns and faces you. Hey, friendo. Long time no see. Have you, have you come to surrender? She Not puts quite. down her Game Boy and the, the little music... Uh, continues playing in the background. I got a question first. What do you want? Exactly. Your surrender. Your your unconditional surrender to come with me so I can return you to the prison. There has so been a- you know, what if we just meet you? What if we just meet you there? <laughs> I'm not and an also, idiot. What, two, two problems with that. One prison doesn't exist anymore everything there is dead and if we go back there we'll all die and two you keep trying to kill us so here's the thing we can keep running from you forever we can just keep doing we can keep running if you want us to surrender you're gonna have to give us something in return what i'm thinking is some kind of deal like like that you won't take a, us back a ceasefire so we can talk we won't run you don't try to kill us or capture us or take us anywhere and we just have a moment to talk persuasion check and this is a big one i am looking over at ishmael like what the heck are you talking about 15 15 hey. all right that's not bad it's pretty good for a level two Oh yeah, I am level two. Yeah, we're all she still level up two. A hand. <laughs> yeah, y'all level up at the end of this one. Uh, the uh, she raises up a hand, and you can see now that uh, I flanking you on the left and right on the balcony, there were some sneaking skeletons looking to tackle y'all down, and they stop as she uh, as she makes them stop with a command from her mind, and she says, "Talk, yeah, I can, I can talk." I'm down for a ceasefire. Look, I don't want blood on my hands any more than anyone else. I just want to return things back to how they should be. I I need... There hasn't been a breakout at the prison at the edge of the world in 
over 50 years since since the warden took control and before that even i'm not in the week that i stepped in for him when when my dad asked i'm not letting him down not not again i think i think there's a misunderstanding here in that this fog has in fact killed everything behind it Going back to the prison is not something that you can do. Also, technically speaking, Mondo Stones broke out. We just ran away from the fog through the hole. That's a very salient point. And you were there with us. You saw through the mirrors what happens. No, she did, right? No, she, she was, was. No, we saw her. We saw her. Gramps was with you. Oh, Gramps saw it. Gramps was with her. Okay, Gramps saw it then, right? Like, Gramps was with us when we were looking through those, uh, I guess, porthole porkies, whatever those, uh, the scrying, uh, the scrying windows. Mm-hmm. He can tell you he saw what the fog did to all those prisoners. There's no, there's death. There's only death that back there. Ask him. Gramps, she says, uh, and the doors swing open as Gramps walks in eating a corn dog with mayonnaise. Wow. When he eats, does it just fall? Uh, it's not pretty through his ribcage. It is not pretty. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gramps uh, waves up to you guys and says, oh. <coughs> "Hey, good to see y'all again. Glad you made it out of there alive." Unky, you okay? What you call for me for? And Anglian looks at him and says, don't call me that. And then she says, so the fog, is it true? What they're saying? And at this, Gramps nods and says, yeah, it's true. I, I don't know what, uh, what the hell's going on with it, but it's killing everything it touches. The prison's gone, Modotter Harbor, the wedge, the whole wedge, the aisles. It's gone, and it's coming here, too. By the looks of it, from what they've been saying, two and a half days is what we've got. And mm-hmm. uh, Unglian frowns and says, well, then losing the prison isn't my, uh, isn't my issue anymore. But there's still prisoners that I can bring to my father. Where is That's- your father? I don't have to... I don't have to tell you that, she says. And we don't have to stay here. We can leave. Oh, I wouldn't. About Mondo Stones? Of course I'm hunting him. That's why I'm physically there. I'm taking him down. And I'm going to gather up all of the rest of the prisoners, and I'm going to bring them to my father, and we'll open a new prison. Or he'll do whatever he needs with them. But he gave me one charge, and it was to make sure that the prisoners did not escape. Technically speaking, we are here because I have a trial scheduled here. And if you prevent me from attending my own trial, that places you as a criminal accomplice. Look, Anglian, this is is a fun distraction that we're doing here, this game of getting the prisoners back and pleasing your dad and stuff, but there is something much more important going on, and that is the fog. And we need to figure out what's going on with the fog 
And we are some of the few people who can because we've seen it. I can't, you can't take us into prison. There's I have something to take more you back to my father. On. I have to take you back to my father. I have to take you back to the warden. Are you going to move the prison every single time the fog catches up? Your father's also in danger too. And you can be with him and warn him and warn everyone that it's coming for us all. We have to keep moving. My father is not in danger. My father is never in danger. Everyone's in danger. Nobody survived this. Who is your goddamn father? (laughs) (laughs) The warden. Yeah, why is he so special? This fog, nobody on the whole triangle is safe from it. You could run to the far corner, it's going to come for you. Oh, you have a father's no exception. I, (laughs) I wouldn't say that. And anyway, what would it's, you say? it's only. Yeah, I you just don't get to, to deflect out of this. Who is your father? Where well, is he? At this, you can see she kind of chills and shrinks back a little bit and says, he's, you don't. Look, things have been hard on both of us recently. And, and if I can do this right and get you all back to him safely, then maybe they'll get back together. And as she says this, she kind of steps back and she realizes what she just said out loud. Uh, and she panics oh, and fuck. says, I, uh, uh, seize them. <laughs> and she points up at you. Ah, oh, crap. How many are we dealing with here? How many people? Girl trying to get her parents back together. <laughs> uh, there's Gramps, uh, and then there's a couple of skeletons, but they're all in the main uh, concourse, so they're actually uh, uh, running up towards you. Gramps kind of looks at you and and looks back to Unglian and says, Ungi, you you realize that with yourself stuck all the way out here, if if your bones collapse, then then all the rest of the skeletons here crumble, right? This is a pretty precarious position to be sending all of your folks up at her. Whoa-ho-ho. And (laughs) Ungi looks up at at Gramps and says, shut up. And then she looks up at you six. And Toothy begins to fly into the air. Everybody attack. What? What? Wait, Toothy is flying in the air? Toothy begins to, he's not like flying. He begins to hover into the air as Unglian lifts his bones. Oh, that's fine. Um, Immediately, what do each of you do? I jump off the balcony. I leap up and try to grab onto the Toothy. Okay, you grab onto Toothy. Avalon. Yeah, I'm. I'm jumping off the balcony, going to try and grab Unglian and smash her into dust, so that all the other skeletons unsummon. Make me an athletics check. This isn't rage-worthy, I don't think. This is like a calculated thing. Yeah, yeah sure. All right, uh, then that's a 12. A 12? Yeah, you leap down and try and grab her uh, and smash her up. Uh, and wait, you wait, sma- wait, wait. Can I... Hold on. I have something I'd like to do before this happens. Okay. Avalon. <laughs> all right. I, I turn to you, and I look deep into your eyes, and I say... Okay, now you need to go and do a fucking rage. 
and I smack you across the face. <laughs> I never loved you. Yep, or, yep, yeah. That'll that'll um, that kiss wasn't real. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, oh. and and I stagger backwards and then uh, roar as I burst off the balcony. Hell yeah. Um, uh, and that is a oh, that's much better. Uh, Twenty two. <laughs> 22. Yeah, you leap forward and you pin Unglian to the ground. Uh, and uh, she is painful. You take some damage because she's bones and you just land on a bunch of bones. Eight damage you take uh, as you get a bone through That's your... That's four damage. Ooh. Because rage. Yes. Which means I'm still up. Oh, good. <laughs> good At thing one hit point. Smacked him. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, so yeah, you fall down on Unglian. She's definitely a lot weaker in terms of, uh, you can see how much health she has than, uh, the Unglian that you fought before, um, since it seems like possessing this bone elemental makes her a lot less strong. Uh, Rowan, what are you doing? Was it Virgil or, uh, Flaxenet grabbed onto Toothy? Rowan, grab onto my ankles. Yeah. I can't hold him down. Yeah, I grab onto Flaxen's ankles and I just go, whoop. (laughs) And try to weigh him down. I don't know. All right. Both of you make me opposed strength checks. Not against each other. What are we opposing? You're opposing Um, Unglian. I got a 17. Please. Oh, my God. God, I got a four. No! (laughs) And as you pull incredibly hard, you pull Toothy back down to the ground safely. And his bones stay in the air. Oh no. Oh, 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 that's not safe at all. That's not safe at all. (laughs) (laughs) And Toothy looks down to all of you and sees his deboned body on the ground and sees all of you there. uh, And he lets out a faint like, oh no. And as this happens, the doors to the the building bust open, and a flood of gnomes come charging in as they whack down skeleton after skeleton, and they run up to Virgil. I am truly gutted at the sight of my little reptilian friend being deboned, so I just I go into a rage of my own, although it is. (laughs) (laughs) And like a like a man possessed, I start swinging my axe at these gnomes. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, I think they were coming to swear their allegiance to you. They were, but you do attack them. <laughs> Alright, make me an attack roll. 16. 16, yeah, you chop down a gnome with relative ease, uh, and thus inspired and thus taken aback, the uh, servants around you, as well as uh, Windsor and the other folks playing Mancala all pick up whatever is nearest to them and begin to viciously beat down the gnomes into a pulp. (laughs) Oh Oh my god. Walking behind them is Rhythm, who is uh, uh, walking forward proudly, holding the gnome admiral with gatekeeper Whip at her side. Uh, And she says, well, Whip, what did I tell you? Who knew that you could speak gnomish? And that after just a simple conversation with the admiral, he he was able to convince all of the gnomes that after letting him free, they would join our side and fight out the... Fight out the... Fight out the... And then she looks into the room and sees the the rock gnome bodies all littering the floor and the skeletons. Oh, jeez. 
and she looks over to whip and then she looks to the admiral uh and she ties the gag back on the admiral (laughs) (laughs) oh poor guy oh my god um do i succeed in beating so yes uh, you have unglian underneath you and she uh is pretty panic stricken that you've bested her like this she looks up at you and says you realize i'm never gonna stop looking for you uh i am enraged and therefore incapable of doing anything but punching her in the skull (laughs) great make me an attack roll so so i i do that um recklessly of course uh that is a 24 24 and with your fist on fire you cave her skull in and the lights go out and halfway across the triangle, well, I guess it's half, vertically from the top, on the south side of the triangle, Unglian wakes up in her bed, in her cabin, and sobs. What happens to all of the skeletons in the room? Uh, the rest of the skeletons that weren't attacked by the gnomes uh, all crumble and collapse to dust, or not to dust, to skeleton bones. Including Gramps? Yeah. Uh, yes, including Gramps. And what about Toothy? Toothy collapses to bones as well. <gasps> Oops, sorry, guys. No. There goes the last skater boy. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, as Gramps would easily be able to tell you, Unglian can just resummon him to do her bidding forever. So, jeez. <laughs> we'll be seeing a lot more of him. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, I failed yeah. my friend. And I, he I'm said, gonna... see you later, boy. That gator boy. For the record, everyone, it will be, it'll be very easy to get me out of rage this time, because I only have one hit point. So <laughs> you just need to hit me once, and I will go down. <laughs> Throw a rock at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so who, knock, who knocks Evelyn out? Oh, I want to do that. <laughs> and just, like, bop him on the back of the head with the hilt of my rapier. All right. And you do. And then I dust off my hands. Uh, and with that, the uh, Veristinia summer home is saved. Windsor welcomes you into the home and immediately begins ordering his servants around to clean up the various messes and get you guys some food and some healing and uh, and some rest. And luckily, you guys have some time as well. Two and a half days, much better time than you're expecting. Two and a half full days until the fog catches you up here. So the rest of today, and then two full days in the next morning. So you'd be leaving morning three days from now. All right, let's go watch some baseball. 